0: Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today.
1: And it's been really good. Hey guys, how are you? It's good to see you. I've had a great time here in Christchurch, New Zealand. And uh, we've we've really enjoyed and love this house and love the the leadership here, tell you a funny story where we had an event going on over here the, the weekend, and some of you here were, were here for that. Uh, but there was another event in town that was going on, and uh, apparently it got so packed out there's some people that couldn't make it in it. And so uh, one of your pastors, a guy named Gideon, you might have heard of him, he actually went over to those people and said, Hey, look, you can't get in that place. We got a conference going on at ours. And invited them over here. Come on. I like this guy. I like this guy. Do you know you have exceptional pastors here? Yeah. Catherine's just fiery. I love that woman. You guys, you know she's fiery. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Figured it out. But you guys, what I really love is the, the honor that they walk in, the passion that they walk in, the integrity that they walk in. Being able to interact with them uh, on a, a, a basis that's outside of something happening on the stage, I can tell you that uh, you have leadership here of integrity and you have leadership of just a high caliber and high quality that genuinely love this region, a real gift uh, to this region. And, and I want you guys to just know, because sometimes you live in something good and you don't always know it. And so I'm telling you, somebody come in, from the outside that you guys have something really exceptional in the package of Gideon and Catherine. Would you guys just take a moment, put your hands together, and thank God for this amazing couple. They really, really are. They really are exceptional people. And uh, I, I have the great privilege of being able to do life and ministry with Micah Williams. We've been married for 16 years. We have two daughters that we're just crazy about, two beautiful daughters, a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old, and they have personality, let me tell you, and uh, just absolutely love those kids. Uh, They are at home taking care of themselves because that's what you do when you're 10. Just kidding. Just kidding. They're with Grandma. She's taking care of them. Everything's fine. Don't worry. But, uh, you know, they, they uh, have captured our hearts, and we're so thankful for them. And my wife is a powerful woman of God, and we're going to get to receive some ministry from her in a little bit later tonight, but I just wanted to highlight her because I like her. And um, she has a CD out, got a handful of these left. And so uh, I would recommend picking these up, uh, even as a gift for other people, I'm told in New Zealand Christmas is on December 25th. Is that right? It is? Is it on December 25th? Okay. Out in the sunny December 25th, uh, which is like the opposite. It's winter where we come from in in December. Um, You know, it's coming around this year. This year it's going to be on December 25th. And uh, so you guys can be ready for Christmas already, taking some of these guys. It'll really just encourage you, and they're really good stuff. We also have a book. Back there, The Basics in 21 Days, and uh, this right here is like a 21-day devotional uh, where I, uh, I wrote it along with my wife to help people uh, grow in knowing God more and developing in their relationship with God more, and uh, so you guys can check that out. It has some helps if you're not really familiar with church. Uh, church has kind of got a subculture to it. And uh, sometimes in that subculture, we have our own words and things that we do that if you're not familiar with it, you have no idea what people are talking about. And so I have some help in this book It's called Christian Lingo. You can flip to the back. It'll help you survive your second service. I don't know if you'll survive this one, but your, if you come back, uh, it'll help you survive your second service and be able to do some translation. It's kind of like if you go to a foreign country and you hear something, wait a minute, let me bring my dictionary and flip through it and find it. Uh, that right there will help you out. So... Um, that's on that's out there as well and then the other book we have is called robbing hell this is a kind of a comprehensive guide on how to reach people god's way it really shows different ways of loving people and really exploring some of the areas of christian faith including things like apologetics how can you know that god exists this will tell you how uh, how how Can you communicate with people of different religions? How do you know that they're different from Christianity uh, and, and why that's important? That kind of stuff is in here. Lots of stories are in here if you're somebody that learns from stories. There's a lot of stories in this book as well of just incredible things from different people that uh, sent them my way. So encourage you guys to pick up that. Unfortunately, the Robbing Hell book is actually sold out. I can't sell this particular copy because we're going to three other places and I need to show them something. And, uh, but they are receiving orders in the back. You can order this here and, uh, then we'll make sure that you get some. Okay. Cause the first night I came, they bought them all out. It's not my fault other than I didn't bring enough. So, um, that's my fault. And, uh, So you guys can check those out in the back. If you want to, I'm currently working on another book I'm calling Activating Introverts. If you want to stay connected with our ministry more, uh, you can look up Life Ministries International on Facebook. Uh, We also have an Instagram page, and our website is releasinglife.org, releasinglife.org. You can stay connected with that. In about six weeks, I'm scheduled to go to an area I can't say in public for the They've requested me not to say it, but we're doing a, a meeting, a few meetings that are supposed to have about 100,000 people in it and uh, get to share about Jesus there. I'm super excited about that. would be happy to tell you in person what those kind of things are going on. So if you want to stay connected and see what kind of things we're into, that's a great way to do that. All right, good. Those are my announcements for the night, and I'll see you later. Just kidding. <laughs> like we're doing all these announcements. I'm ready to get started. I got something really simple on my heart today. Uh, there's a book in the Bible called Ecclesiastes. Don't try to spell it because it'll mess you up, but Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, he has made everything appropriate in its time, and he's also set eternity in their hearts. Yeah, somebody say Eternity. All right, I want to take a moment and pray for just a moment, and then we'll kind of just talk with each other for a little bit. Father, I thank you for your word. I just ask you to help us out because you know we need it and give us the ability to understand what you want us to and the power to live it out. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, so this passage said sets eternity in the hearts of people, the reality of there must be something more. I remember being... Uh, <laughs> I was like 10, no, sorry, I was 14 years old. That's how old I was, 14 years old. And I was uh, getting ready for bed, had my pajamas on. Do you got pajamas out here? Pajamas, pajamas. I was getting ready for bed, and there was a knock that came on the door. And then uh, a little bit later, uh, my mom came and opened my door, and, and I was completely surprised that so there was somebody at the door to see me. But it was like at 10 o'clock at night. That's where I got 10 from. It was at 10 o'clock at night. And uh, and I didn't know what was going on. He said, there's a friend of yours. His uncle is out here to talk to you. And so I went out to the door. And outside, just as my mom had said, uh, there was a friend of mine where, that his uncle was standing So I stepped outside onto the porch and said, hey, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, he started crying. And then I'm looking around like, uh, why is this guy crying? This guy really awkward. I'm 14, okay? And he said, I don't even know how I got here. He was, he was probably in his 40s. And he said, I was driving down the highway. And I had decided that I was going to end my life. And he said, I decided the way I was going to do it is to cause myself to get in an accident and I had already picked out the car. And he had closed his eyes and gunned it, and he said, next thing I knew, I was pulling into your driveway. (laughs) He said, his tears are coming down his face, and he's looking at this 14-year-old kid, and he's saying, I don't know how I got in your yard. I don't know how I got in your driveway. And he said, but whatever you've got, I want it. Now, this was a really interesting thing to say because I was 14. I didn't have a lot. I didn't even start my first job yet. Like, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I was just 14 years old, right? And but in that moment I recognized that he was wanting what was going on in my life. What was happening from the perspective of how I live. Because you see, this guy knew the circumstances of my life, and I knew the circumstances of his life, and so that he would come and ask me this was actually very shocking for me because this particular guy is a, a guy who was kind of everybody's friend. He didn't meet somebody he wasn't a friend, friend with, kind of extrovert, always fun, he always had a beer in his one hand and a woman on his other hand. He was always the life of the party, always laughing, always in part of the things that were going on, invited places. He's the one that started the parties or he was invited to parties. He was always looked like somebody that was having fun. And so for him to be standing in front of me was shocking. And for him to want something that I have was also shocking because in my particular background, not only was I 14 and didn't have like, you know, a massive amount of money in the bank or something exciting going on, I also came from a very difficult background and he knew it. He knew my life. He knew that I was, we had a background was very uh, deep in poverty. I, I grew up in uh, an environment where uh, the, my mom had to work three jobs trying to keep food on the table. Uh, there were several different marriages. My mom had uh, married five men. It was seven marriages. Uh, my, my dad had married three people and died of cancer. And we had people that there was alcohol, there was abuse, uh, there was a, a lot of manipulation. And the people that grew up around, they were kicked out of school, they quit school, they were getting abortions, they were on drugs, they were on house arrest. Uh, That was what was normal where I was at. That was normal life. And so there wasn't anything that you, you look at this kid and go, I want what he's got. No. Right? And I recognized it wasn't that. It wasn't that I had something going for me. It had to be something else that he wanted. And then I figured it out. He recognized because he knew that environment that I came from. Because he understood my background, there was something different about my life than his. There was something I carried and something I had that seemed intangible. It seemed like there was something worth going after and he couldn't put his finger on it and he, all he could say is, whatever you've got, I could see there's something different about you. To a 14-year-old. I'm really glad he was right because I did have something. I didn't have this great environment where everything was going my way in the the family environment and the the economic status and all the things that were kind of going around there. But I had a bigger world on the inside of me. I had something on the inside of me that had more influence than what was on the outside of me. And he saw that. You see, somewhere along the way, I had given my life... To Jesus. Not as a theory, not as a church service, but in reality saying, Jesus, I want to follow you. And when this happened, everything changed. Now, I don't mean that all of a sudden money came flowing my way and then, you know, my family got back together and everybody was always happy and everything went my way in the way. I'm not talking about actually some of those things got worse along the way. But what happened to me is the world on the outside of me didn't control the world on the inside of me. And the truth is, everybody is looking for peace. Everyone is looking for meaning. And I don't know if it's like this in New Zealand, but in America, there's quite a bit of kind of a movement and an emphasis in people's lives for a thing called mindfulness. Have you guys heard that phrase? And and meditation and doing yoga and breathing exercises and these these kind of things. They do that over here? Is that, yeah, all right, all right. Now, part of the reason that people are doing this kind of stuff is just because they're trying to find a semblance of peace. But I have some news for you. It doesn't matter. You see, what's going on is it's like wishful thinking. It's based off of nothing. It's trying to convince yourself of something just so you can get through the day and pretend that you're not going to die. Merry Christmas. People spend their whole lives trying to pretend that their life matters. Because you know it should. And that is the key. You see, what's happened is people have bought into a lie that they're an accident. And they bought into this idea that your entire brain and makeup has been developed through a simple evolutionary process. And so you can find evolution into everything. But part of this, the reason it doesn't make sense is... If I presented you a computer and said, Here is a computer, and the way it came together was by complete random accident, here you go. Would you put your faith in that? Probably not. But I look at you and I say, Your brain, the way that you think, was put together by complete random accident. Nothing was involved with it, it's completely random and you trust it. The truth is, if everything came together by a simple evolutionary process, then your brain would not be telling you the truth about anything. You wouldn't be able to trust it because all the information you would have would be just to try to pass on your genes to the next generation. It wouldn't be seeking truth it would be seeking survival. And there's a difference between surviving and truth. Now, here's the key, is something should be alerting us if we function better when we have an understanding that our life matters. Something should be setting us off because an evolutionary developed brain would have no reason to want meaning it wouldn't look to the stars and go who am I the the rise of depression and suicide has gone up so high because people think their lives don't matter and when you think your life doesn't matter, the next thing you want to do is find a car and end your life, just like this guy did. Because you realize, it doesn't matter if I'm nice to somebody around me. In the end, it all burns up. It means nothing. Now, evolution wouldn't lead you to that. It wouldn't lead you to believe that your life should be ended. It would try to fool you you wouldn't discover that there should be a meaning in life. The very fact that you want there to be meaning in life points outside of yourself. The very fact that your life functions better by being loved, being valued, and having purpose shows that in that way, because that's the way you function the best, that there should be value, there should be love, and there should be purpose for you because when you don't have that, you don't function the best you can. So people spend all of their time and all of their energy and lots of money trying to forget it and just live through the next day, pretending it matters for a moment. Can somebody slow down their heart rate by breathing exercises? Sure. Can they hold up a mirror and go, you're awesome. You can make it you're great, you're a leader. Can they do that? Sure, they can do that. But it's based off of nothing. It has no meaning to it whatsoever. It's wishful thinking, just a self-delusion to try to get you through the day. See, my friend needed to hear something true He experienced being the life of the party and found it meaningless. Others would look at him and go, that's a happy guy. But he wasn't. He was pretending. And he got to a place where he was tired of pretending. And he thought, there's got to be more. And we all know it. We all know there's got to be more. I can try to convince myself that there's not, but I know there's got to be. The very fact that you think that way points outside of yourself. You function better when you know your life is a part of something bigger than you. And this is what I had that he didn't have. I had an outside voice that could establish truth in my life. I had an outside voice that could tell me that I was valuable. How did I know I was valuable? Because the Bible says that God created me on purpose. I wasn't an accident or a mistake. I was his dream come true. He wanted me to be alive and so he made me. In addition to that, the Bible says that God loved me so much that Jesus came and paid the price for me. He died for me to show me that he didn't want to live without me. He showed me that I was worth dying for. Has anybody showed you you're worth dying for? You can look at yourself in the mirror all you want to, but who's looking back? Somebody who knows that they're valuable or somebody that's hoping they are. Changes everything when you know you're loved. And you know you want it. And the reason you want it is because you're made for it. I could tell him that I was loved because Jesus came, it wasn't because I, I was hoping that I could be loved. It was because Jesus proved it. I could tell him that I had purpose. I found myself a part of something bigger than me. Listen, guys, you know and I know that we want our lives to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. We try to do it. People try to, even if they don't believe in God, they try to make their lives a part of something bigger than them or either they end it because we know It's supposed to be a part of something bigger than us. You're you're created to have purpose and not just to exist. There would be no reason for people to need purpose if they weren't designed to have it. That points outside. You were made for something bigger. You were not made to just take up space. And when you know your life has purpose, it changes everything. When you know your life has value, it changes everything. When you know you're loved, it changes everything. You see, when I knew that I was loved, then I didn't try to seek it all over the place and try to find it. I could live life from being loved instead of trying to find it everywhere. And there are people that destroy their lives because they're just trying to be loved. Why are they just trying to be loved? Because we were made for it. You were made for it. But it needs to come from the right source. The only one that can show you that you're truly valuable and truly worthy of being loved is the one who gave you that value, the one who gave you that worth. So that when we look up in the mirror, it's not wishful thinking. It's based off what God has said. And he's proved his love for us with Jesus. All of us need another voice. All of us need someone to tell us who we are and who we're not. And God wants to do that for people here tonight. In fact, I'm going to do it in a fun way. I I think God wants to talk to a few people specifically tonight, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to get in on this. I've got some training on a thing called tattoo interpretation. And uh, this is where God tells me some things about some people. And it's so fun. I'm going to ask for three volunteers. If you want a one of your tattoos interpreted. I'm going to count to three. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Then we get to three. All right, you three, come on up. You raised your hands. Come down here. I'm going to invite. Actually, come upstairs. Come, up, come on up here and say, I'm going to invite my wife up here as well. All right. Are you coming up? Yeah. To add more, if you get it. All right. All right. Thanks for coming up. Can you tell us your names? Joe. This is Joe. Chantel. Chantel. Madeline. Madeline. Matt. Matt. All right. Come on over this way a little bit, so we can see you guys more. And uh, so I'm going to ask for one of your. First three, not all three, doesn't have to be your first one, but one of your first three. If it's covered up or something in a weird place, you don't have to show me. You can just tell me what it is. Okay, so I'm going to interview a little bit, and uh, is, this is what three looks like in New Zealand. Uh, and then uh, then I'm going to share with you what I think uh, the, some interpretation is, and my wife might get some more for, from God to tell you as well. And did you, we'll, we'll come to what you have also in just a minute. All right. Now, Joe? Yeah. Awesome. So, all right. So one of your first three tattoos. Yeah. Do you want to take my shoe off? It's on your shoe? it's not on no, It's not on my shoe. It's not your shoe. It's on your foot and your ankle? Yeah.
0: No, yeah, it's on my
1: foot. It's so on your foot. Work. You don't have to take your yeah. shoe off. That's fine. Can you describe it to me? Yeah. It's Five stars. Five stars. Okay, are they in a circle, a line, an arrow, a rainbow? What's going on? Well
0: it's the southern cross.
1: It's a southern cross. Okay, so they're in the shape of the southern cross. Okay. On her right her right foot on there. How long ago did you get it?
0: Um I'm gonna say maybe eight years
1: ago. Eight years ago. Uh and do you remember do you remember why you got it? Was it a yeah. special occasion? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um well my partner died, so it actually oh, it would be, be past that actually, so it would be maybe four or five years ago so it represented five in the family, five in the family.
1: Represent five in the family, that's brilliant, I like that mm. alright, so interpretation is not to take away why you got it, that's why I was asking about it, because that's beautiful and I love it yeah. And uh, but interpretation means there could be another layer to this, and so here's what I feel like this this relates for you is there is a specific special ability on your life to help people um, rise up out of ashes and be able to shine again. Like you help people get a new start specifically and that you have a a gift for identifying skills in people and being able to help them identify. I, don't even, I, don't even want, to, I want to say even like... A, personality traits or specific skill sets um, that give them the ability to rise above where they were, where they were at. And and you have a heart uh, for family, just like this is, you know, representing uh, family as well, and that you're someone who really brings people in and creates a family environment. And it's actually from that, that Uh, there are people that rise up out of that and go into specific things and find new life in them. Um, So does any of that make sense to you? Mm, Yeah. 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 Yeah, Awesome. Well, Jesus really likes that about you. It's amazing that you help people and you have that gift and heart. He's put that on you and thinks it's amazing. Can I pray for you real quick? Mm. All right. Put my hand on your shirt. All right. Can you put your hands this way? Father in heaven, I thank you. I thank you for this rising star. I thank you. I thank you for your, your cross and your love and your shining that's over her. I thank you that she genuinely loves people and helps them rise up and step into some new things. And I say that matters in Jesus' name. So look at me. When I want, what I want you to know is that the, the gifts on your life and what you're about, they matter. It matters. Your life matters and how you carry yourself. And, it's, and the reason I'm saying it this way is because it's not because it would be nice if it mattered. It's not wishful thinking. But Jesus wants you to know this thing matters. And it's an honor to meet you. Hang out here so you can hear theirs. Thank you so much. All right. One of the first three. What we got? So I'll show you mine. All right. Oh, look at this guy. Look at that. I love it. Okay, so tell us about it a little bit. So this is basically just us resembling where we came from from South Africa we immigrated here about sixteen years ago.
0: So this is just us over here flying over the ocean. And this is probably <laughs> goes right up to the top. Um just basically what we've been through and how we've just um just knuckled down and
1: just did what we have to do. Yeah, and these three of us, myself, my husband and my little boy. Okay. Or somewhere. Somewhere. Is, is he somewhere? Okay. All right. He's at home. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I love <laughs> oh, I love what this is about. I love your heart. Uh and what I uh, and not taken away that layer at all. But what I feel like there's a, a, a real high risk taking that's on you and your family and that you are willing to move into new ventures. And even like you talked about, you buckled down, you had the waves that came and you had the things that were between uh, activities that took place and, and moving forward that your, your guys and, and your heart specifically is that when you hold on to someone, you don't let go. And I feel like specifically that you're someone that has a gift of hospitality to bring people into your life uh, and that you're, do you like to cook? I feel like you're a good cook and I feel like there's something on your life specifically for cooking itself. There's a gift there uh, and what this is is to bring people to the table. So bring people to the table. And it's actually when you're bringing people to the table that hearts are opened up. And it's like a locking of the arms. And you're actually going to find people that at, at your table are going to open up and share things with you. And you guys are going to be able to walk out some things together. And it might seem like storms are outside in their life. But uh, because they've opened up, because you've created family, they're going to be able to make it through there. Because when you hold on to someone, you don't let go. You're like a mama bear. And you're actually somebody who looks for people that seem out. You're looking around. You say, I know that person. That person seems like something's off. And instead of going, oh, I hope they deal with it, you run over to that person. You're actually attracted to people that have issues. And, uh, and it's the mama bear in you that no one's going to sink in your presence. Does any of that make sense to you? Absolutely. Can I pray for you real quick? Absolutely. All right. Father, I thank you that you are incredibly in love with this woman, and I bless her heart for people. I bless what you're doing in her life. I thank you for who you made her to be in Jesus' name. So look at me. What you're doing and the gifts that you have, they matter. Not because it's a nice idea or wishful thinking or really hope it would, but it does. Because Jesus made you. And what you have on your life is making a difference in eternity, not just in the moment, but it matters. And so it's an honor to meet you. Thank you. Am for corrections? <laughs> hmm? Oh, you work for corrections. Well, bless your heart. That's awesome. Definitely run. She works for corrections, she said. And she's a boxer. Oh, mama bear. Don't mess, don't mess with her cubs, let me tell you. That's amazing. All right, stay right here so we can hear this other. All right, remind me your name again.
0: Uh, Madeline. Madeline.
1: And one of your first three, what do you got? Uh, see that one. Okay. These are Roman numerals. Cool. All right, tell us about it.
0: Oh, just my baptism date.
1: That's your water baptism
0: date. Great.
1: Yeah. So this is when you got water baptized. What's the date? Okay, awesome. That's really cool. And you got that to remember that you did it. Yes. So then now you know. Whenever you're filling out paperwork, you can look at your when did I get that done? Okay, <laughs> all right. Awesome, awesome. Well, obviously, uh, you got that kind of memorializing or, or creating like a memorial stone of, of that particular event. Um, but in a, addition to that, I I actually feel like you you have – some kind of gift on your life for details, like you're a detail kind of person who can get things organized and put things in order. And that if you walk into a room that's chaos, you know how to bring it into order. And so you're somebody who's trusted with um, with uh, heavy responsibility where things can be handed to you and you can handle those things where if they hand it to me, it might not work out. Like it might just fall apart. But you're somebody who can be handed the things that need to be put in place uh, and figure out priorities, things that go on. And there's some kind of like life coach ability on you where you can be able to help uh, organize people's stuff. Like there's something on your life to, to be able to work out people's stuff and bring it into order. And uh, from that, what you're doing is you're assimilating things to bring them to the next level and that there's actually a gift in your life put to start things, to assimilate things, and then to hand them to other people. Because there's there's like a, some kind of entrepreneur thing uh, that's on your life to be able to start some things. Uh, and I saw you working online. I saw you uh, doing some travel as well. And I feel like there is some kind of uh, uh, money management that's over your life that you're gonna be able to uh, operate with with different kinds of finances in different ways and even different countries and different finances along the way because there's actually a gift of generosity on you um, and there's something... Uh, that you really like giving stuff away. I don't, like you like to, you'd give the shirt off your back if you could help somebody out. There's something about you that's doing that and you're gonna be able to work with even different countries uh, to bring in finances to to be able to to see um, some betterment happen in different communities because you're gonna have your heart uh, is going to be for some different types of communities and different uh, different things that, that you're going to feel like I need to put something into that, and you're going to know how to make that happen. Does any of that make sense? Yes, Pastor, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. all right, good, good. Can I pray for you? All right. Father in heaven, I thank you for who you created this woman of God to be. And I just bless that, and I pray in the name of Jesus, That she would fully blossom into who you created her to be. And I thank you that what she carries matters to you. And that you're doing an exceptional work in her life. In Jesus' name. So look at me. Your life matters. What you carry and how you love people and how you think. It's not like everybody else thinks. The way that you think and organize things and what you're about. It's not just a side thing. Your life matters, not because it's wishful thinking, but because Jesus made you, and it's fantastic. It's an honor to meet you. you. Cool. All right. Here's our third, I mean our fourth. <laughs> Remind me your name again? Matt. All right, Matt. So one of your first three, what do we got? All right. So we've got a wing. Yep. All right. Tell us about it. Um, it's an eagle wing based off like, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Alright, so Isaiah forty thirty one. When did you get it? Uh, four years ago. Four years. Four years ago. What was it about? Was it an event going on or for a reason? No, I just thought it looked cool, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's totally fine. That's good. Um, it's really interesting you got that. It's funny. They're all on the right. I just noticed that. All of these are on the right. Um there is something on your life Matt that I feel is about helping people start something new and I, I and i I saw you working with I don't know if it was youth but it was something like that and what it was is uh, that you were specifically helping people uh, helping people launch into something new with their with their lives and that this verse is a, a central part of what your life call is about. So can you tell the verse to everybody? Do you know it? I don't. Do you know the verse? Yeah. Good, say it for us. Um, those who trust in the Lord will swarm wings of eagles. They'll run and not grow weary and they'll walk and not be faint. It's good to know the verse you got on your body. It's not a bad idea. It's good. But there, there are specific things about that, that verse that are going to be themes in your life uh, and what your, your life calling is about is being able to be a part of those different things. And it's funny, I actually got a a, a picture of you running and uh, and like getting on some real running gear and like going for a run. I saw you like running with other people as well. And uh, I don't know if it's marathons or something, but I saw you like legitimately running. And I saw you having developing skills where you can sit down with, person, with people one-on-one and give them uh, advice along the way. And I saw you doing different educational tracks, like there was something about education that's on your life, To uh, and there's a real intelligence and a creativity, and I saw you with, I'm not trying to tell you to do this, you're free to disagree, but I saw you almost with like multiple majors or something, where there was different interest, um, but there's a real uh, creativity and intelligence on your life, because what, you, what you're going to do is you're going to use those things to be able to uh, to empower other people around you to be able to fly, to go farther than they would. Does any of that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of sense. Yeah. All right, can I pray for you, Matt? Yeah. All right. Let's put our hands this way. Father, we thank you for Matt. We bless who you made him to be. We thank you for life over him. We thank you that uh, he's a risk taker and he's, he's gonna step into some educational arenas uh, and he's willing to spend one-on-one time with people Oh, dude, I saw you doing research papers. God, I just pray. I know our research papers are like, bless his heart. I just pray that uh, you would give him the ability to, to walk these things out, even with joy and fun. It's going to be things that he likes to do. And uh, other people will be like, why are you like that? I don't know. But he just does. So we just bless who you made him to be. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, look at me. Your life matters, man. Matt. And what you do and how you help people in the pursuit that's on your heart, it's bigger than you. You're a part of something bigger. I saw you running with a team of people, and it's a big deal. And so not just wishful thinking, or it would be a nice idea, but it's true that you're a big deal, and we're thankful for you. Awesome. Can we give these people a hand? Come on. You guys can go, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. You have somebody at least one? All right. Got another one we're going to do here.
0: All right. I just had something that I wanted to share that I felt like God was speaking to me about earlier. Um, is Marcus still in the room? Okay, Marcus, can you stand? So, as um, we were in worship earlier, um, I just heard this verse that I'm going to read once my phone loads it. move it along. Okay. Proverbs 3 verse 3 says, do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so what I see for you is that you've made a stance about being Kind and letting kindness guide your actions. And I just see that there have been people that have tried to defame you, that they've tried to speak against you, and they've tried to turn other people against you, but that you've chosen to take a stance of kindness, and that because of that, the Lord is rewarding you beyond your dreams, that He is going to elevate you in the right season, and that He's going to make your face seen in a way that other people won't be able to speak against. And I just see that the purity of your heart and the way that you choose. Choose to position your heart to receive from the Lord is one that He loves to reflect. On, that purity reflects purely and so I just see that because of your purity that how you present the Lord is going to be so untainted is going to be so pure that people will be transformed just by the expression of what you say about who God is and the second part was truth and so I just see that you are a man that lives in truth and you also speak truth and I just see that sometimes people can't handle the truth I think that's a movie line or something anyway um I think think that because of that that there may be some people that have chosen not to associate with you and I just hear God um, being your defender that he's the one that's going to speak for you and that you don't have to defend yourself and so because of your choice about truth that I just see God piercing your heart with truth and that you're never going to be convinced by anyone about who God is because he's revealed himself so deeply to you. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's just bless Marcus with that word if you want to extend your hand to him. Father, I thank you for the choices that he's made that have been really difficult, that haven't made sense. God, I thank you that he's chosen kindness and that he's walked in truth. And Lord, I thank you that he doesn't have to defend himself, that you're his defender. And Lord, I pray that you would give him that assurance that you are his defender, that you are the one that's going to speak for him, that no matter what words are spoken about him, no matter how many people try to defame him, turn away, God, I thank you that you are the one that has his back. And so I thank you that he doesn't have to use any energy for defense, but just to reflect you. And we just bless him in that time. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: All right, I wanted to to do this. I felt like God wanted to do it to to, uh, highlight the importance and the, the value of being able to hear from God. We have all kind of voices going on around us. We have voices from family members. We have voices from media. We have voices from Uh, movies and things that we read and education institutes, all those kind of things have voices. But there's something really beautiful and powerful about being able to hear the voice of God for yourself. And I believe right now, I want everybody to look this way, please, because I have something to share with you tonight. And I want you to hear it. A message from God's heart for you. And this is what he's saying to you. I want you. I want you. Guys, if you get that, it'll change everything. See, my friend his uncle lived in such a way that no one else would know how depressed he was because he didn't know that he was really wanted. And he came to me and said, whatever you've got, I want it. And what I had is that I knew I was wanted. Tonight, he wants you to know that he wants you. You weren't made to just exist. You weren't made to go through the motions. You were made for something more. And it starts by receiving his love for yourself. Coming to a church service doesn't do it. It helps, but there's more for you. It starts with actually saying, Jesus, I receive your love for me, and I want you in my life. I want to give you my life. That was a difference that I had between me and this guy. And it's a difference that you can have in your own life if you want it. I want to ask everyone here to close your eyes for just a moment, please. We're going to wrap up the service here in just a moment. And the reason I'm asking you to close your eyes is just so you can forget about Anybody else, or anything else around you. And just so you can hear my voice, there's nothing super spiritual about it, and I'm not going to come over and hit you in the head when your eyes are closed. I just want to ask you maybe you're here and you're kind of like my friend's uncle. If anybody else looked at your life, they would say, You're the life of the party, you got it all together. They wish they could be like you. But if only they knew. Only you revealed your real heart, they would know that you feel empty on the inside. Maybe you're someone who says, you know, I grew up around the things of church, but I'm not following God at all. I'm not talking about you had a bad week, but you know, you know the right words to say, but you're not following Jesus. You're living an empty life, even though you don't have to. Maybe you're there. Maybe you're someone who says, "I have never asked Jesus to be in charge of my life." Just like my friend's uncle had, and he didn't know what was possible for him. I want you to know tonight that you're wanted. You're created for more. And you can start that journey tonight. You can start that journey that gives you a life that's connected with something bigger than you. That gives you the life that that you know that you're loved. I'm not saying that everything is flowers and roses and everything is wonderful and easy all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about where you have real meaning, that you have actual value that's not wishful thinking, and that the world on the inside of you can be bigger than the world on the outside. In just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And if you're here and you say, I, I want Jesus. I want him. He wants me and I want him back. If that's you, if you're, and what I mean by that is if you've never given your life to Jesus. And if you're somebody that you know you're not following Jesus. Not just having a bad week, but you know you're not following him. But you want to. And you're saying, I want Jesus, just like he wants me, I want him. In a moment, I'm going to count to three because he's looking for you, he wants you. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that I can see it, so I can pray for you. Now, right now is your decision moment because I don't want you to end up like my friend's uncle. where he was pretending the whole time and ready to end his life. You don't have to end up that way. You need real meaning, you need real value, you need real purpose. When I get to three, if you're saying, I want Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand if you're in those, those categories that I mentioned. Don't wait Don't hesitate. Don't worry about what anybody else, please stop talking to each other just for a moment. Don't worry about what anybody else is saying. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Right now in this moment, it's time for you to decide if you want him back because he wants you. I'm gonna count to three and I wanna see your hand. One, two, three. Let me see them quickly. Good. Anyone else? I'm going to end this in just a moment. If you know you want to get things right with God, let me see your hand quickly. this way. I'm going to ask you in just a moment to stand to your feet. And then we're going to wrap up the service in just a moment. Because what we're going to do is we're going to pray together and we're going to get things right with God. So let's stand to your feet, please. Alright, in just a moment, everybody listen please, in just a moment, I'm going to open up the front here, and I'm going to ask if you raise your hand, if you were serious about it, if you would join me in the front, so we could pray for you. And when I start doing this, I'm going to ask for everyone else to, to help me out, and that's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to look at the person next to you and say, do you need to go up front? Because there could be someone that they wanted to, but they didn't. And I'm, I want to make sure you have a chance. If the person says, yeah, I should, I should go, then I want both of you to go up together. Okay? All right. So here we go. I'm going to have you look at each other. And then I'm going to open up this front. So everybody, look at somebody by you and say, do you need to go up front? Now, in the name of Jesus, you raise your hand. You need to come up front. Come up front right now. Come on. Come on. This is good. Anybody else? Quickly. Quickly. This is brilliant. Love it. All right. The Bible tells us to get things right with God, to enter into that purpose that we were made for. What we do is start talking to God. And I'm going to help us talk to God about this tonight. And What that looks like is I'm going to say a few words, and if you at the front, uh, you say these words with me, I'm going to say them and you repeat them. Uh, but you're talking to God. And I want to ask everybody in the room to say these words along with me. We're all going to pray together. And this is how we get started on it. So let's all pray together. Say these words. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for loving me. Thank you for proving it by sending Jesus. I believe in Jesus I believe that Jesus died and that you raised him from the dead. I believe that Jesus is strong enough to forgive everything I've done wrong. And so I give you all of my mistakes and I receive your forgiveness. I give you my past I give you my present, and I give you my future. I ask you to help me to know you and to live the life I was created to live. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and be my best friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, those that came up front, look at me, please. I just have a question for you. Did you mean what you prayed? Yeah, good. (laughs) Then, as a representative from Jesus, I want to officially welcome you home. It's all right to clap. That's solely fine. (laughs) Now, I have, as I said, two daughters, and they're in our family. They're a part of our family, but they were came into our family as, a, as babies. And then they had to grow and get to know the rest of the family. The same way we get things right with God, it's like we're a baby. And we have to grow. And so we have some people that are going to help give some things to you uh, so that you can grow in who you were made to be. And so who are they? Back over this way, he's got his hand up over this way. I want you uh, to follow the yellow and white guy over here, out outside, and I want everybody else to put their hands together and thank God for these people. Go ahead. I'm going to close in prayer. I think we have a song we're going to do. And I just want you guys to know it's been an honor to be with you over this weekend. And I'd love to get to know you guys more. Bless you guys. Father, I thank you for this amazing group of people. I ask that you would use them powerfully, work in their lives where they know your power is operating in them. Way beyond what they could ever have done on their own. Let Jesus be glorified in Christchurch, New Zealand. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.